Hey, everyone. My name is Michael Kaiser. And I'm John Wilson. And I'm Sarah Century. Welcome to another special episode of Make Ours Marvel, we like to call Not Comics. This is our 27th Not Comics special, where we like to sit back and talk about things that are, you guessed it, kids, Not Comics. And uh, (laughs) we didn't have one last month because, you know, stuff. But here we are. (laughs) We're going to do two instead. That's it. Thank you for spinning it. Yeah. We're going to do a bonus coverage of two movies in one episode. That was the uh, plan all along. It was the plan all along. Sarah, tell them what we're talking about, because I know that you're really excited. <laughs> oh, yeah. I couldn't be more excited. I mean, sh- masterpiece. This is um, the 1979 Captain America, which is <laughs> real good. <laughs> I had never seen this before we watched it for this show. Me neither. All I knew you was guys, the costume. Come on. <laughs> Seriously? Seriously, yeah, I'd, I'd never, I'd seen, never it. seen it. Well, why would you? <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> um, I had, obviously. But why would you guys, right? Right, right. <laughs> this, was all, <laughs> this was all VHS hoarding on my part. Anything that had to do with him ever about anything. Fair enough. Fair but enough. I was only I was only four when it came out, so it's not like I saw it on TV or anything. I have release dates. The first one was 19th January 1979, and Death Too Soon is 23rd November 1979. So you know that if they put two movies out in the same year, they've got to be quality. Yeah. I forget. I forgot already that the name of the sequel was Death Too Soon, which is a <laughs> really funny title. Yeah. And That's for like, it to be... Captain America 2, and it's death too soon. <laughs> it's very James Bond, isn't it? Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I kind of tried for this show, and by tried, I mean half-assed tried, because I don't do a lot of work on this show other than watching and reading. <laughs> but I was like, is there anything that tells me about how these two movies came to exist? And I really right. couldn't find anything. Couldn't except, find anything. Except to say that... I did see one line that said this was part of the deal that also had to do with the Incredible Hulk TV show. So, like, Marvel was trying to, like, get get some TV things in the works. <laughs> is the only sure the only is. hint the only hint of anything that I could find that makes it so that these exist for some reason. I well, wish th- that at the end it was just Stanley being like Excelsior because, yeah. <laughs> like, oh my god, it is exactly seventies well, Marvel. Is his did he even have credits on this? I don't know if he was doing that back then. Was he? He probably was. No. Like a cameo or a no, like a produ- no producer, not not credits in as an actor, but like I don't even know do what his because there was like a whole period right where like Stanley almost had nothing to do with Marvel right. other than to be right. like the mascot right. <laughs> of it. And then one um, day he's he's the producer of everything they've ever t- touched. Yeah, that so. was odd, but I don't know okay. if that was seventy nine. I think people actually just forgot that he wasn't the president of Marvel Comics. <laughs> and so they were like, oh, you're the producer. Of course. Welcome, Stan. And he was like, Excelsior. <laughs> uh, he is credited as, as consultant on the okay. first film. Okay. Simon and Kirby actually had cameos. They're uncredited characters. Jeez, are you, are you serious? serious? I didn't yeah. know that. I did not see that at all. I did not see it either. I wasn't even looking for it. Oh, my mm. God. And I've seen this. Multiple times, I never noticed that. How weird! But oh, you know, wait, 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 wait! No, no, no! I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Oh, I was misunderstanding. Characters is in they came up with the characters, not yes. characters there in the story. Okay, that makes I'm more sorry. sense. Oh, they okay. are uncredited in the film, but they did create the characters, and yeah. Endgame is giving them credit. 
Okay, that I, I knew. See. Okay, cool. All um, right, so where to begin <laughs> with this? Okay, so I'll admit this is my idea. So if this turns out to be a horrible episode, it's all my fault. But where do we begin with this masterpiece? Because, well, I was just going to uh, say that we, we're in an era where Marvel has not had a theatrical film since the serial adventures in the 1940s. Right. Their, their first theater release is yet in the future, and that is Howard the Duck. <laughs> we haven't gotten there yet. So wasn't Superman 1979? This is, yeah, this is the same year as Superman. No, 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 lies. Star Trek Motion Pictures 1979. Superman's 1978. Star okay. Wars 1977. Okay, so Superman came out, and then they decided to do this in answer, obviously. Maybe. <laughs> Quality are, basically the same. Right. You also had the Peter Parker Spider-Man, I don't know why I said both names, TV show and the Incredible Hulk TV show. And those both led off with TV movies. I think the Hulk led off with two TV movies. So <laughs> that's what I think. I mean, I'm just making this up, but that's what I feel like happened with this is like they had Hulk TV show. They had a Spider-Man TV show and they had this Captain America TV show movie pilot. And then for some reason, for some reason, we're going to find out right now the uh, the cap thing didn't go very far, but the other two kept going. I guess it probably didn't get good ratings. I don't know why it's so perfect, but <laughs> well, the crazy thing is, is that with this being true about Captain America, that Spider-Man still got a TV series. Well, yes. I have not seen that Spider-Man in a long time. So you have hinted that it's really horrible and I don't not believe you, but I just I don't just, remember. I, I feel like it's boring. I feel like it's on par with the first of these two movies. Oh, wow. That bad, huh? <laughs> just really really slow i remember his twipping looks like it comes out from under his armpit somehow and yeah. I when he climbs up walls it's really unbelievable like <laughs> like there's no physics involved he's just sort of moving his hands up and down and being pulled up by a rope or something i do oh, no, feel I like remember. i remember his out of costume stuff being more entertaining than red brown's performance okay <laughs> red brown is really really bad yeah. Oh like really, really bad. I don't normally like to blame actors. I can I kind of think directors are more responsible for whether something comes out good or not, but uh yeah, not compelling. Wow. No, there's uh times where he's talking literally about his father's death where he just looks like he's um talking about, you know, breakfast cereal or like <laughs> he's just yeah. kind of having this very uh. Or maybe yeah. having My an awkward conversation with me. his kid about sex. It's just like, you can't really tell from his, from his facial expression. There's no change in intonation or facial expression whatsoever. Um, a famous football player, not necessarily a famous right. actor. Right. Um, <laughs> you kind of get the feeling he got the part because he's big. Yep. Yeah, I do blonde. get that feeling. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's, like, it's like you start this first film and like, You've got the credits rolling while Steve is driving and he drives for a while. Mm-hmm. And then he, go, he arrives oh. at the beach and goes and talks to the guy at the beach stand. And you're not entirely sure if what they're talking about is important or not because neither one of them has any gravitas. And mm-hmm. then he just leaves and you don't really know what happened. I'm sitting here with my 11 year old going, It's been 10 minutes and there's been a single <laughs> conversation. <laughs> yeah, like basically nothing it's has very, happened. It's uh, very, it's very 70s for sure. It reminded right. me of. Instantly of like chips or this is the time period whenever yeah, it was like all like that that back. same exact stock soundtrack uh-huh. that same exact stock. Okay, footage. this theme this theme is epic though. I wish they would release <laughs> this soundtrack and give us twelve tracks of just this theme over and over again because <laughs> this theme has stuck with me my entire life somehow. Even like 
though I can't remember the plot to save my life, and we just yeah. literally watched it for the show, I always <laughs> remember the theme. My friends always remember the theme. We all just think it's hilarious. I don't know oh, why. Yeah. It just it's just it's memorable. Such a nineteen seventies. Totally, like, it could be in any nineteen seventies totally. movie kind of soundtrack. Yep. The beginning is exactly like so so many seventies movies. It is just truly generic. Um, much like Reb Brown. <laughs> like, I kind I kind of like. I mean, yeah, nothing does happen, but sometimes, like, I like movies these days where, like, the pace is slow sometimes. Right. Maybe because there's so many movies that it's all about flashing your face 24-7. Right, right. That gets old, too. So, in a way, like, meandering down the road in his van and just hanging out, <laughs> talking about his art, that didn't oh bother God, me that much. I was just kind of like... about how he's, like, the scumbag Captain America where he's like, I just live in my conversion van. I'm a okay. painter. <laughs> so, I do... Here's the thing about that that's weird. This movie introduces a lot of shit that becomes part of the comic book. What? Did he live in a conversion van in the comic? Yes. In the 80s. What? In the 80s. He went on the road to tour America. What? Somebody saw this movie. Yeah. So here's the thing. But also the art. He wasn't an artist until this movie, I don't think. Or if he was in the comics, it was literally the same time. Because I think I tried to pinpoint it on Twitter with the help of some people. And we found it was in Avengers where... Or no... It was in somewhere around the 70s, 79, that he first mentions that, by the way, I'm going to go get a job because I know how to draw. And it's like what? that came out the exact same time as this movie. So this movie was like kind of inspiring them. Or maybe they were just trying to make the comic more like this movie, hoping this movie was going to make it big or something. I don't know. <laughs> wow, but the art thing, no the art thing was not a 40s concept, you know, or wow. 50s or 60s. So it was a 79, I think, introduction that he became like this like uh, advertising drawing guy. Wow. Well, Steve Rogers was barely a character in the 40s at all. Right. Um, and in the 60s and 70s, who is Steve Rogers was a recurring theme because he had no personality development now or social life outside of the costume. <laughs> outside which, of yelling which, at Hawkeye. Which he still doesn't. Because <laughs> at the end of the day, after the 80s, they gave up on it and went back to him just being Captain America all the time. But like, uh-huh. I was watching this movie and then just thinking, wait, is this the first time that shit happened? Because... If so, that means we have to like give credit for this movie for some concepts that we all take for granted. I didn't. I don't take that for granted because I didn't know that he was ever an artist that lived in a conversion van. He was an artist. First, he started out as an advertising guy. Then, in the eighties, he started drawing Captain America comics because he thought he he could draw them better because he knows how he moves. And he went he went to Marvel. He put in samples with real life editors. You know, like they did Julie Schwartz in DC. They did that with, uh, I forget who it was at the time, to like, it was like this awesome scene where he goes in with his portfolio and the guy's like, wow, you you actually kind of look like Captain America even. Ha, 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 you know? And like there's they a, get the job. There's a Marvel team-up issue where he tries to go get a job with uh, Daily Bugle yeah. as like a, a visual design artist. And yeah. he's got his like, uh, his portfolio folder under his arm walking past Peter Parker as, you know, five feet wide, muscular Steven Rogers. And then so oh that's why, like in the MCU, like Captain America First Avengers, there's little scenes here and there of him drawing, you know, him as a monkey or something, because they want to show that Captain America is an artist, even though that wow. wasn't introduced till 1979 in this movie. I don't even remember that either. Like, I literally yeah, just refuse was... to believe that Captain America is an artist. I'm like, yeah. wow. No. And then it turns out you retcon it. They retcon that he was a mural painter during the Depression to help support his parents. What? Yeah, so what? It, they always throw this art thing in now, but it wasn't a concept that existed 
for decades until this movie. So that's kind of cool. Wow. And the other thing is, this is less important, but when I was growing up, I was reading 80s Cap, and that's when he decided to get, he he inherited, a, or he got a million dollars from the government from back pay because of bureaucracy, and they didn't understand that he was actually alive. So then they're like paying him this whole time or something. I don't remember. And he tried to send it back because he's a good guy. And they're like, we don't understand what you're trying to do. So he couldn't get give the money back. And so someone suggested, well, why don't you put it to good use? And he created this Captain America hotline um, where like people could call in and he hired these kids to like filter the calls so to get rid of all the spam. And then he basically got a van from Wakanda that could change colors. Red, white, blue, and yellow. He wouldn't use the yellow very much. Ha ha. Nudge, nudge. And then uh, he put his bike in there, which, by the way, this guy has a bike. And then he drove around answering hotline calls in, like, Ohio and Nebraska and stuff like that for years. I don't remember any of this. Oh, my God. So right before he got the costume yanked from him and they gave it to John Walker, like, up until that point, he was kind of just driving around in a van. Being Captain America. And that came from this too, sort of. I mean, he doesn't change color, but he has a cool techno van. And they really play (laughs) up this Captain America motorcycle, which, by the way, he doesn't really get till the 80s also. So maybe you can can contribute this movie to attribute this movie to that too. It's so funny that his entire van fills with smoke every time because it's like, (laughs) I think that that would not be good (laughs) well it is the 70s you know lots of vans are filled with smoke people are like smoking is good and also smoking in your van is good and also your van filling with carbon monoxide is good okay (laughs) weird side weird side note i've been reading a lot of um, 1940s isaac asimov and i've been reading him from scans of the original sci-fi magazines because luminous.org has all those and i was not expecting to see in 1940s anti-tobacco ads do you show that tobacco is bad for your health would you like to stop using tobacco write us for this magazine about how to kick the habit and i was like really somebody was twigging to this back in the 40s oh because there was like all of this puritanical backlash against it because people were like women are smoking like what next you know oh so it wasn't actually health concern it was well somewhat but there was like a lot of like moral majority stuff that were like everybody is smoking jazz cigarettes in the clubs and like that kind of stuff okay i respect it less now well i mean it's still pretty respectable but it's you know it was terrible people on all sides, but um, you think <laughs> even without the so science, <laughs> you're watching your uncle who smoked consistently for 80 years cough up his bloody lung. It's like putting two to two together. It's not pretty a good much thing the same do. time as like the radium girls and stuff like that, though. So like people really um, want to. Bu- well, nope. Actually, I was going to be like, people back then used to be kind of foolish whenever it came to public health concerns. <laughs> and oh. now I'm like, actually, let me, just, evolved. We're so let me sit back. Now. <laughs> yeah, there's all kinds of things that I like. Literally, now it's more like if somebody was like, radium's bad for you, everybody would be like buying it and eating it. <laughs> like, Don't tell me I can't buy radium. <laughs> this <laughs> is America. <laughs> land of radium (laughs) oh my god anyway i know captain america this is what you've done smoky smoky van so um his origin in this was that he's a science experiment from his dad or his dad was a science experiment and they decided that it can only work if we put it on another rogers or something like that right Right, because he has the dna his dad developed it with to, to 
tailor to his own DNA, and then Rogers is, of course, related to that DNA, so he has some of that DNA. That was the theory. We'll just hope his mother doesn't mess things up. We'll hope his mother doesn't mess. But I got to think about that, too, okay? This is way too... This is probably way too concept for, you know, the worth of this movie. But I was thinking about that, like, you know, the original Captain America origin, you could say, like, okay, he had a really crappy body. You could say, okay, he lived in a really crappy country, and, you know... He got the super soldier serum. You could say, okay, he got to move to America and then sky's the limit as to what you do with it. He becomes Captain America, the American dream. You know, he gets a, he gets a little bit of help by moving here. He gets a little help by getting a shot in the arm. Now, now it's up to him to meet, meet his full potential and go as far as he can go with it. And he becomes Captain America, the greatest superhero of all time. Sorry, Superman. So this movie is almost like a horror movie, except for the part where it's not scary. But like he says repeatedly, he has wants nothing to do with it. <laughs> He wants nothing to do with it, right? Uh-huh. This is a they horror offer, movie, except it's not scary. <laughs> they, I mean, but they offer it to him, and he doesn't want anything to do with it. So what do they do? They violate him at the first chance they get when he's unconscious. Yeah, yeah, quote, save his life. But even when he woke up... Yeah, he had a DNR. Saved. But even, Yeah, even when he woke up and his life was saved, he wasn't happy about it. They not were literally was... like, oh, yeah, sweet. He passed out. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's... Quite the different take, I guess. This is, yeah. Because um, Cap, like, I think J. David Weider said this on our Daredevil show. Like, Cap is one of maybe three superheroes that volunteer to be given power. You know, mostly it's an accident. Right. I don't even remember who the other two were. So in this case, I guess he's still given it, but he certainly didn't volunteer. Was that in the context of a Daredevil conversation? Because yeah. even he didn't volunteer to be a superhero, he did have his condition for a really long time. No, I oh, think, sorry. He didn't volunteer I, for blindness, but he did volunteer to be a superhero. He volunteered. I think the point was that Dare, that Matt Murdock chose to rescue that guy, and Hulk chose, or uh, David Banner, Bruce Banner chose to rescue Rick. It's not like he's just walking around getting bit by a radioactive spider. Like they were actively involved in their origins or something. Nice. I can't remember, but Cap literally walks in the door and says, "Hey, stab me in the arm." So, he's like, "Please, please." Yeah. But this is very different. That's mm-hmm. why I was like, "This is no Captain America I've ever seen because no. I'm used to him being obsessed and- with like going to war and <laughs> right. exper- being experimented or on." Or there actually being a war? Yeah, that'd be good. Right. There actually being a war. Okay, so that so can you be imagine being in that writing room? I there had to be a similar conversation to this whenever the idea of bringing Captain America back into 60s comics was even being considered. How do you use Captain frickin' America without war propaganda? Like, how does that even happen? Mm-hmm. And uh, there, are, there are multiple ways to do this. One is the way they did it in the 60s comics, and one is the way they did it here. We'll leave it up to the viewer to see which is more successful. They made it so his dad was the 40s government agent, though they gave us no pictures or visuals of that to be satisfying, really. Did we see a Captain America costume picture? Did we? I don't even remember. Maybe we did. Supposedly, the one he's wearing in this first movie, which is not the same one he wears later, is his dad's outfit, right? Or something? Right. He gets an actual Captain America costume for the second movie. Sort of, yeah. Pretty close. Close enough for me. Um... There is one woman with any number of lines in this movie, Doctor Wendy Day, I believe her name was the character. Yes. No, that's the second. That's the second movie. No, nope. Wendy Day. It's the same character. Same character, different actress. That's why I thought it was a different person. Okay, yeah. she's in charge of this program, and by in charge of this program, we mean that Simon Mills still makes all the decisions, <laughs> tells her what to do, 
right. and doesn't let her question anything. Let me ask you this, guys, because I don't know the answer. Remember that beach scene where she and Rogers are on the beach, and I think they even kiss or I almost do. kiss. I do. And then she's like, <laughs> and then she's like, oh, careful, Doctor Mills is coming, and they both go, uh oh, ha ha, and scratch their heads, all anime he, style. And he's like, um, what was it? I don't know what not he did. sorry to interrupt or something. Yeah, okay. Like so that. here's my question to you guys. Is Simon Mills thinking he's like a surrogate daddy to Wendy Day, or does he want to be a daddy for Wendy Day? Oh my god. You know what? The seventies It ugh. was really weird. It was a really weird scene and I couldn't decide how I should interpret it. Yeah, I also kinda 70s... hate the way you phrase that. I don't think it's <laughs> <laughs> the seventies are just under arrest, honestly. Like I'm happy to just place them under arrest right now. Yeah. So, I think regardless. the nicer thing would be if he actually thinks of her like as a fatherly figure because he seems way older than her. But I. But he's know. so obsessed with Steve that if that were true, he would be like, "Oh, Please. you're right." So they were trying like, to make a love triangle. Maybe he's upset about Steve. <laughs> oh, All right. I'm just well, trying to write a better movie yeah, he's over into here. Steve. Yeah, that could be. I didn't even think about that idea. Yeah, that was just weird. And honestly, other than those two ideas, I have no takes on these first this first movie. I honestly don't even remember who the bad guys were or what happened. It was right. No, no, I don't got it. <laughs> like the second one, at least, was Christopher Lee, so I kind of remember what he. That was about. a happy surprise. Thank you for that segue. Second movie time. Oh no no no! <laughs> no I'm back. sorry. I was gonna say. Let's I have something else here. to say. I do yes. have a take. Okay. Which is that as a vegan, <laughs> uh-huh. I did not love the meat locker scene. But uh, that's all. <laughs> I was like, yikes, because he's like sliding around on a side of beef and like tossing like, you know, cow parts <laughs> like uh, around and being like, let's fight. We but, are not going to be covering Rocky on this show, by the way. Right. In case right. anybody was holding their breath for that. Yeah, I think we've just decided not to. <laughs> I think exactly. just now was the moment because I didn't yeah. think I was going to be quite. I mean, I watch horror films all the time. So to be like. Yeah. That really disturbed me how there was like sides of beef everywhere. It, it, it's is too bad it like, wasn't sides of humans. That would have been better. Uh, not really. Um, <laughs> <laughs> At least not he would have been a villain. Better. Um, okay. Yeah, then it would have been like, oh, this is very uh, clearly human bodies that we're throwing around. Whereas with cow, people are just kind of like, it's like a prop. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, ay, gross and upsetting. And. Sorry, cows. Can... Like, nobody ate that meat. That's for sure. Oh, my God. Like, yeah. you guys died for yes. not PETA. <laughs> Although, like, don't call PETA, but, you know, call PETA for this movie. <laughs> like, I anyway. Make another random reference that doesn't actually mean anything. Um, so, in the Transformers comics that I cover for my show, uh, there is a bit where all the Autobots get uh, killed real good and captured by the Decepticons, and uh, their human friend finds them all hanging upside down from chains and the phrase like slabs of meat is used at least five times in the comic mm. it's just like really wow this is for kids and um <laughs> plus the robots about hanging them up like sides of meat it was, right it was disturbing that is disturbing oh my god so um yeah that's kind of what this movie was like <laughs> Oh, also, God. it's just weird that he's six foot six and four hundred pounds of muscle, and then after the super soldier serum, he's still six foot six and four hundred pounds of muscle. He's like, not. I don't know what they would I do. Have about changed, that, I have changed. I have underwent a, a procedure. They, they couldn't do that in the nineties either. They just gave him a limp instead. And I understand because you know there was the technology wasn't there to make Chris Evans skinny. 
but the technology to make Chris Evans change in the new movies still blows my freaking mind. Oh, it's amazing. But yeah, obviously they couldn't do that in 1979. So I don't know how I'm, I guess I can't fault them, but it's just kind of, a, that is one of the, the things about the Captain America origin I like is that he was a wimp and, you know, he understands what it's like to be weak and sickly and stuff like that. And then to get this chance to not be, whereas this guy is like, he was fine before and he's fine after mm-hmm. like he, he didn't have any issues. They could have given him bronchitis or something at least. I don't know. <laughs> Like, I agree with no that, weaknesses. though. That's one of my favorite things about Captain America is I'm just like, no, this guy like wanted to serve and he found a way to do that, you know, and he would have done it like that's kind of the thing, right? Is like he yeah. was so passionate about it. He would have done it no matter what. He would have found something to do. And he was totally just like, yeah, if I die during these experiments, whatever, mm-hmm. <laughs> like I'm dying for my country, which like. Yeah, I'm I'm not a very pro-military person, but I think that there's something to be said for the fact that like everybody should have wanted to beat up Hitler. So yeah. like that is something that I do really enjoy about Captain America's origin and that is definitely not something that exists <laughs> in these movies. Well, and like and with Cap, unlike most superheroes, his origin is set. Doesn't matter sliding timeline aside his origin is set because of that ice business so he's always going to be world war ii so we can always get behind him wanting to punch hitler you know 58 times or whatever he said so in this movie it's set 1979 and this guy seems to have no problems so cap being cap did not fix anything for him well before the movie he was a football player and after the movie he was a superhero and a and a cartoonist so that was the change he was a cartoonist before just being silly because yeah the actor yeah. But um yeah, so death too soon or is it too soon? Okay, so he gets he establishes that he has a he has a motorcycle and he gets a new outfit and he shows up at the end and says, What do you think? And the guy, Simon Mills, who's apparently attracted to him now that we've decided that, says, You look really hot. And then now we should move on to death too soon and skip completely over the plot of villainy because I don't remember it. I don't something I'm about not, a truck. I'm not, I'm not sure there was one. There was a well, truck. Well, okay, there was a truck because there's a really long chase scene at the uh, end of the movie yeah and okay so my son did not make it through this movie this first movie <laughs> um he's like yeah let's watch a bit let's watch a little captain america movie i'm down for that and we get like half to two-thirds way through and he's like i think i'm done and i yeah. was like that's fine i knew this that's wasn't fair. gonna be great we watched it and i think after he left the only other thing that happened was the chase scene in the truck with the motorcycle and and that lasted for at least 4 hours and had no captain america anything in it didn't he just like Did he, he, didn't have to, he didn't have to be captain america to stop this truck he was just on it his really slow shield at any point oh let we have to okay we can't move on until we talk about his amazing shield what the hell <laughs> what the hell like even in 1979 they must have known that's not right I think they figured out to have a shield that would actually glide on the air. They could actually do photography of it flying through the air. The problem is it doesn't have the velocity to make any sort of impact with anything. You get hit by that shield and you're like, who threw (laughs) chips at me or something? You don't go down. You don't lose consciousness. Yeah. Well, okay, so they pull it out. It's First of all, if anybody hasn't seen this movie, it's basically his shield, the right size, the right shape, but it's clear. And right. the guy's like, and Mills is like, it's bulletproof. And also, it can be a deadly weapon. And Captain America throws it, and it floats around like a Frisbee, like a mm-hmm. slow Frisbee. 
a hovering around and it makes a 70s dong noise like it's super powerful or something and then it just lands on the ground i don't think he ever actually hit anybody with it but I no, he think. did he did throw it at people it did okay um and they knocked like out allegedly <laughs> but it was all fake yeah it just didn't seem like something that would really work and i'm just amazed that they were fine with it like they couldn't come up with something better so then christopher lee walks on the stage and i'm like <laughs> oh yeah second movie now Sarah, yeah. can you move on Oh. Yes, I'm sorry. I'm making coffee. Um, <laughs> it is <laughs> that kind of a movie discussion, y'all. <laughs> Sarah needs the coffee. I have just been kind of tired all day. It's like 9 p.m. There's no good reason for me to be making coffee right now, but I felt like I kind of needed some. Um, <laughs> yeah, I am very ready to talk about Christopher Lee. Good God, what the heck? <laughs> Why is he in this movie? <laughs> Very much why is he in this movie, but also, hey, thanks for being in this movie. I mean, he probably did a lot of movies where you could say, why is he in this movie? Totally. Especially during this time, he's like, uh, you know. He's doing everything. That's right. He is the best thing in a lot of movies, and this one is no exception, because Reb Brown continues to be, like, the acting is not great in either of these films, and yet every performance continues to be better than Reb Brown's. Red Brown is very stilted. He seems very like you could tell when someone's not great at being an actor is when you feel like they're being self-conscious or something like that. Right. And that's what I feel from him. It almost makes me embarrassed when, I, when like, I start feeling embarrassed for them. If they would have given him a football just to like move in his hands like back and forth, yeah. then he probably like, would have felt a lot better. Like but it looks board? like he's like he's like missing a football. Dude, <laughs> like, I would have been fine with a red, white and blue football instead of that shield they gave him. Seriously, oh my god. Let's just do the football, because then at least when he throws the football, I'd believe that someone would get knocked out or something. Right. Well, uh, I like the fact that this movie started with him painting an elderly woman, and then he's like, hey, you should like go get robbed. Yeah. <laughs> that was hilarious. Hey, why don't you go cash your pension check? I'm going to hang out over here in my van. <laughs> well, because she's all like, I'm too scared that I get... You know, we keep getting purse snatched and beat up. And he's like, not this time, lady. <laughs> Sarah, I Sarah. Live in- oh, what's up? Have you seen House, the like 80s pastiche horror film? Oh, yeah. Isn't this the old lady from that? The aunt who like hangs herself at the beginning of the movie? I thought it was. Oh, my God. <laughs> is it? I think I it know. is. I I've think never it seen is. that movie. I- oh, my God. It totally looks like her. It might be her. <laughs> <laughs> anyways so yeah as, as i'm watching it i was like i've seen her in one other place so is, that was fun. is her oh name mrs God. shaw oh it is mrs name? shaw i think so i'm looking up the it is she's from house yep. <gasps> oh okay wow is christopher susan french lee is the actress. and susan french all right all right so i think i mean that is kind of funny but i do think this movie is better just maybe because they got the boring, dumb origin out of the way and set it all up. And now he can do this like I think I feel like what they're trying to do is make a TV show out of it instead of they made two movies. But like I could see this being like a 70s cap travels around in his van and helps people every time he goes somewhere, just like the Bill Bixby Hulk show. Right. I had the very same feeling like they they did the uh, origin for whatever mm-hmm. that's worth. Mm-hmm. And now they're able to do an actual story. And they get the uh, British actor to play the Hispanic guy. Right. Because Christopher Lee was Miguel. But, right. he, uh, you know, he's saving 
old ladies, which is satisfying, kind of, sort of. And, like, then he goes to this town where everybody's oppressed, and he's going to, like, you know, free them all. And it's like, I could just see them that being the plot every week. Yeah, I kind of I dug the mystery of the town and, like, yeah. not really knowing what's going on. And, you know, you know that it's related to the overall plot, but you don't really know how. So you're kind of in the dark with him, figuring stuff out with him. Mm-hmm. Like, that was some decent scripting there. I thought it was – I'm not saying it was good, but I was – entertained with all of that and it wasn't until like he starts becoming captain america again to deal with christopher lee that it started feeling like the first movie again right like it was was like all of the gratuitous helicopter shots and like Uh, all of the him on his evil knievel motorcycle and Mm -hmm. i liked dragging on i liked all the town parts where they're trying to tell him to get out of town and they all jump him (laughs) and all that stuff that's just you know i mean it was cheese ball but it was more entertaining I yeah. like whenever he's like painting a cat and like the cat is just <laughs> sitting perfectly still on a rock like no cat has ever done in the presence of a bunch of people at a park. Is like, that not a, I was, a real cat? There's no, no, no way. That's, that's one of the powers from his super soldier serum. God, you, guys even, you guys don't even read this comic, do you? Jesus. I guess not. Yeah. I mean, that's something. You don't know like, that he's oh, an artist. You don't remember the van and you can't remember that he has paralyzing cat powers. <laughs> That cat was just like, even though you can tell that cats are like trained for movies, you you can still tell that that cat was like, get me the fuck off this yeah, rock. It, it was <laughs> like, like, I'm done. We're going to show this cat for two anymore. seconds. Ready? Go. Okay. Yeah. And the cat's just like already trying to sit up and they're like, no, kitty, no. I was like, <laughs> don't do it. Kind of bummed that he gave the kid the cat at the end because I was like, dude, if this if this TV show kept going, a Captain America cat every week would have been awesome. <laughs> Wasn't it a puppy that he gives him at the end? I thought it was the cat. Oh, I thought it was a puppy. But either way, the kid's just like, well, isn't he just like, oh, I'm going to give you this puppy to replace your cat. And then like, oh, no, the kid's like a dead calf or horse or whatever. Oh, my God. Yeah. What the heck? The horse that got aged up. Oh, yeah. The big clues at the beginning of the film. And then they kill, yeah. And then the kid's like, "I don't really want another pet." And he's like, "You're gonna have one." <laughs> and he gives it You'll to him. Take and it's a just live like, animal and take care of it. It's just like, no, that's terrible. This happens all the time. Like, isn't that the one of the big things? Is people get like puppies for Christmas, and the person's like, "Oh God," <laughs> and like has them for two months, and then you know takes them to the shelter, and then they stay there forever, and you know, like. Yeah. Isn't isn't that something that happens? I'm just like well, Steve Rogers. The... Are you really a hero? Did he <laughs> like where did he doing? get the cat in the first place? It was this just is a, a great cat. question. Just a but, great question. You know, it really dates this movie though. Not that I thought Cap had any nefarious intentions towards the boy, but there were a lot of like overly familiar. I I don't know this kid, so why am I hanging like, out with him? Just yeah, so I... familiarly with the mom not around, or even why is mom letting me hang out with this kid? Like oh these days, God, yeah. these days we would not have those scenes in movies because no, it'd be like, you're not um, Steve, anymore. like yeah. stop no. touching his shoulder. You don't know him. Yeah. Like he can't sit on your lap anymore. Do you like <laughs> stop? Like it's starting to like really yeah. worry us. Some of those scenes made me cringe just because of our, you know, current society. It's like, no, no, you can't do that anymore. No, no. Don't even look at children that aren't yours. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which like maybe goes a little bit too far in the other sure. direction, it's but it's definitely safe, still but... just like, hey, listen. Yeah, don't approach that child. No, no. <laughs> right. The, the, the Japanese Spider-Man has some of that overfamiliarity with kids. It's just like, oh, yeah. in Japan, the <laughs> random child star of the week is is 
you know, just totally talk to them. He's okay. <laughs> I remember one time I was just, I mean, this is almost non sequitur, but it, it's relevant somewhat. Um, my friend Rick and I were walking around and there was just a kid and I was like, oh, hi. And like, I was just like talking to the kid and, you know, we had this whole like little conversation. I think the kid needed help with something. And so I like helped them and like all of this and their parent wasn't there. And the parent turns around and is like, thank you. And like all of that. And then while we were walking away, I was like, I like kids. And Rick is like, I like kids too. But if I did any of that, I would be in jail right now. (laughs) And I was like, oh, (laughs) like they'd be like, hey, police officer, this guy is bothering our child. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, right, (laughs) right, right. I forgot. Anyway, but also, I mean, you know, there's there's something to be said about all of the stereotypes because, you know, there's there's sketchy, sketchy ladies out there, too. But I just yeah, oh but my nobody God. cares for some reason. Yeah, everybody's like, "Oh, that's fine." <laughs> and it's like it's not. Unless it's but a yeah. baby, I could see like if you were all crazy smothering over a baby that a, someone would get freaked out about you. Yeah, I don't well, know. there's that's enough different. movies about that. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. where it's just like horror film. If if you snap the baby's neck before you eradicate the human race in Battlestar Galactica. Oh shit! Uh. Oh, God. <laughs> <Whew>. Sorry. <laughs> that got pretty intense. <laughs> I, I like, have tried to finish that series three times, and I've decided it's just never going to happen. It might never happen, yeah. My daughter and I just finished it, like, I don't know, three, I say just finished, it's been like three months now. But um, we t- it took us a few years to get through it, so that's why I'm still kind of excited. It starts out so exciting and stuff, and then it's just like, what's going on? Why is this slowing down? What's all this fate nonsense? I don't like this. And then I quit. Oh, well. Anyways, this is not the Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> no, it is that's not. That's a whole other show. Mm-hmm. Close no, enough, this- though. This is way better. Uh, um, okay, so Dr. Wendy Day gets changed to Connie Selica, who's pretty famous. You know, 70s famous. Right. But I say it was for the worst because, and I'm not saying it's her fault, but like suddenly there's no creepy romance triangle or anything going on. She just seems like this Vulcan or something in this second movie. Yeah, there's not a lot happening well, with her. She was all happy and into Steve's, you know, bod and stuff in this movie she's just like very serious and just says the science lines and the end they oh god get- and there's like that you really notice the um just like the size difference there's like this scene where he's in the kitchen and he's like yelling at her and being like you should care more and i was just like this is terrifying if there was somebody that big like yelling at me about how i'm not caring enough in the kitchen i'd be like mm-hmm. i think we need to get a divorce and we're not even married like this is intense i gotta leave um but she just kind of cries <laughs> which i mean fair enough um yeah no wow what a weird weird scene and and nothing happens with her but she does ride a horse at the end and she looks super stoked on it but she was so different from the other portrayal that i actually totally. had- I had to look it up and make sure they were supposed to be the same person. I didn't know yeah. they were. Yeah, because you it's can't like tell. You know how it is with ladies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're totally interta- interchangeable. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, it was uh, very different. Yeah, at least in the first one, I feel like she was enthusiastic yeah. to be there. <laughs> yeah, she was happy and into it. Yeah, which, like, I mean, it still was not great, but, like, you know, at least um, you could kind of understand what her motivation was, whereas in the second one, I was like, girl, you should get out of there. <laughs> like, right. go. Oh, God. Yeah. She's the one. I just remember what the plot is. You're right. They're aging people, and they, like, experiment on an antidote with the twins where they only cure one. Oh, yeah. And not the other. And I just, it's like, I kind of get the, 
the idea and what are you going to do? But like, man, that's really mean to those twins. Now they're not twins anymore. I mean, they are, but they aren't. Right. Jacked, that's jacked up. I just kind of yeah. thought that was jacked up. <laughs> I don't, I don't like, know. They couldn't have found sound... like twin rats uh, to do that on or something. If it's that or death, you know. Yeah. But it it's it's weird. Uh-huh. That does sound like a Nazi plan. Um, but yeah, there's still there's still like no Nazis in this no. movie. So it's Christopher <laughs> Lee had this experimental gas that ages people. He experimented on the town's livestock, so that's why they were all hush hush and weird. And then he was going to ransom, or he was going to pour it on people and ransom the cure for one million dollars with a pinky in his mouth or whatever. I guess that was the plot. Million dollars. Forty-seven million. So. I guess that's a better plot than the first one because I honestly still can't remember the first one other than the semi truck. I don't know what the plot was, but still okay. I don't know. This one was better. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the plot of the first one was just motorcycles. (laughs) Yeah, evil can evil. (laughs) I remember the first one, they try and run him off the road, and that's before he becomes Cap, and I couldn't figure out why they cared. It was so funny, yeah, how like they tried to kill him like three times. He knew somebody or was right. trying to go see somebody important that the they killed technology. at the beginning of the movie. Oh, yeah. And they didn't want him to. He was the only person who knew the guy was dead. And right. Yeah, he, he, was may just have, the, he may have had knowledge or something. He was in the plot pace at the wrong time. That was hilarious. He was totally just like, I can't help but feel that I'm in trouble because now three times people have tried to kill me. And it's like, yeah. Same, Steve. Same. <laughs> Been there, bro. Yeah. yeah, for real. Who hasn't? Who hasn't in 1979? I was in 1979. Were you in 1979? Um, nope. <laughs> I was. I was minus four. I was wow. four. Ah. I was. I was born. Hey, ah. we are. We're like a, a symmetrical well, pattern. Technically, I was. <laughs> I wasn't four. Oh, I was four for this movie. I was three for the last one. Oh, um, birthday. Got yeah. it. But pretty close to four. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. But <laughs> I managed gotta, to go an hour. But I, I just, That's true. you know, these movies suck. But I've said this before on the show. You guys who are young and didn't exist during any of this, you have to remember we didn't have a lot of choices. Okay. <laughs> oh, we were you're... much, much, much more desperate for live action superhero entertainment. Your and other option in 1979 was that two-part TV DC World's Greatest Superheroes shtick. Uh, have you seen that, Mike? Yes, I have. I had it on. It's on the DC thing. Universe oh, that, app. Yeah. yeah, that. And it's it's horrible. Yeah, but, it's about the same. But <laughs> you know, here I am, a Captain America fan. These two movies exist. They're on VHS. And yes, it's like this doesn't look recognizable. But at the same time, it's a dude in a Captain America outfit jumping around and throwing a frisbee and hitting people. So I watched it multiple times because <laughs> we didn't have Winter Soldier <laughs> to glom yeah. onto. You know. I've watched the 90s one that we will talk about someday multiple times, too. And you're just like, you find those three seconds that make you happy. Totally. And just lo- just latch onto that. Now, that said, of course, I don't think these movies did well or went anywhere. But they exist. Because, because we don't have a 1970s Captain America TV series. We do not. And, according, and we don't even have a lot of Wikipedia on the entry. So, like, clearly no one cares to research these movies. <laughs> they were uh, like, well, it exists. It was released to mixed reviews, is all they say. I know, that's so funny. I thought that was so funny. Yeah, so, I don't know. They are what they are. They're kind of cool. I am uh, i don't know. I don't know what the, else to say about them. The crazy thing is that the second movie is harder to get a hold of than the first. Yeah. The first is more accessible. It's on some streaming sites. 
The only way to watch the second one is to get the um, collected edition of both films on DVD. DVD, yeah. Um, which, you know, if you live in Michigan, can be really hard to do. <laughs> now I own it forever, though. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, I ordered this, oh, for new, for people who aren't privy to the details of my life, um, I ordered this and it took an extremely long time to show up. I eventually had to go directly to the UPS building in town, which is only open for 45 minutes a day because I live in a rural area. And uh, yeah, I finally got it. And wow, worth the wait. Wasn't it really fun, though? And I mean this not sarcastically. When you popped in that DVD and that awesome theme music popped on and the the animated shield flew across the screen. I mean, come on. At least for five seconds, it was exciting and you wanted to watch it. I mean, I was I was beyond excited to watch it because there was such a um, process of getting it. So whenever it finally popped into the DVD player, I was like, yes, I'm not going to have to reschedule this again. And then I did still have to reschedule it Uh. because because the Internet was getting rewired in my studio. Anyway, I don't know. I, I hadn't watched this in a very long time. I, and even though it's kind of boring, I enjoyed watching it. And the real takeaway for me was how inspirational it was for apparently 80s cap writers, which I'd never really put two and two together before. So that kind of blew my mind that it actually was important to somebody. At least, right. I mean, it affected the stories I was reading. So that's kind of cool. Right. And I was just going to say that even though it's harder to get a hold of the second one, you would think that it's not as out there would mean it's less enjoyable, but I for one enjoyed this. I mean, it's still not a great film, but I for one no. enjoyed the second one significantly more than the first. I think the first half of the second one is actually just, it's decent enough. And then it just sort of tanks a little bit, but I was just watching it while I was doing like seven other things. Like I love to do. <laughs> and like, you know, it didn't, I didn't lose anything. I thought that it was fine. So yeah. it's definitely like for me, um, like a background noise kind of yeah. movie where it's like, I don't have to know what the plot is. Oh, there's Christopher Lee. <laughs> like, you mm-hmm. know, like, Oh, look at that ridiculous helmet. Um, you know, all of those things. Yeah, if you like '70s stuff, it's very '70s. Although it's oh. probably not, it's probably not good '70s. But it may, no. it really just made me think of like Chips and all those other shows I used to watch when I was a kid. Like the way they, I like all, Chips. Yeah, I guess start on Chips. Did you know that? Of course he <laughs> did. Brown? Right, everybody yeah. did. I'm sure you know Len Berman, Miss Doctor Simon Mills has been on eight thousand things I saw in the '70s and '80s. You know, I don't know mm-hmm. what, but I've seen that face before. Oh, totally. And you know, all the shots are just people. You know, pretty straightforward. Everybody's talking. They all have like whirl in their hair. I don't know. It's fun, but <laughs> kind of boring also. Yeah. All the men are wearing product. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Everybody has whirly 70s hair and uh, not curly so much as whirly. I don't know. And uh, yeah, it's just very straightforward, very low key, lots of talking. Lot- and when they have a scene like that involves a vehicle that costs money, they really give you minutes and minutes and minutes of that money. <laughs> Because, like, if there's a truck, we got to talk. We got to have that truck for 20 minutes. If there's a helicopter, let's have that show that helicopter for 20 minutes, you know? Because <laughs> but is we this the thing that. where, like, you're doing the car chase scenes, but they're filmed as if they're going 35 miles an hour? Yep. They're not right. really filmed like they're doing a high speed car chase. Yep. Yeah. Probably because they weren't. <laughs> Because they weren't. weren't. Yeah. In the first one, he jumped into a helicopter, and I was like, oh, Captain America and your helicopters. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Oh, he has a. uh, See, I don't think they carried that over in the comic, but his 
his uh, awesome superpowered motorcycle has a hang glider mech attachment. Oh, right. Like that. that was sweet. I forget so about like, that. Dude, that should be a toy. Oh, totally. That is I'm, actually really it, cool. It probably was a toy. It probably point. was a toy. <laughs> Kids throwing it off the roof. Yep. That was like Amigo. Uh-huh. Amigos. Yep. All right. Well, well until Hot Toys makes a uh, a red brown model, I guess I'm done with him. Uh. <laughs> that would be rad. I think if they did that, I honestly would try and get it. <laughs> yeah. So we're still kind of in the choose your own adventure phase for next month. Um, we're kicking around some ideas. We're probably not going to do the new mutants. Mm, we like to live. So probably we'd like to. Yeah. If they're not, if they only release it in theaters, we're not going to be going to the theaters to see it. So we'll wait until we can see it safely. All of y'all out there also wait and see it safely. Don't be. Um, so we might do the TV Hulk movie. Mm-hmm. Is something we're kicking around. Um, but yeah. So just keep your ears open for next month. The unaired Justice League pilot. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's the wrong company. But I mean, I've never seen you. it. I, I used to have that on bootleg. Because again, desperate for anything. <laughs> I've never seen the unaired Fantastic Four film. I've seen that too. <laughs> oh, Corman. Desperate for anything. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, we could cover Fantastic those two films that everybody seems to hate that I think aren't that bad. They're not that bad. I like oh my I God. like them. I I, I like defended um Jessica Alba Invisible Woman and everybody like hated me yeah. so much on the internet. Yeah, for I, it. I, I we love you, Sarah. Like- Thank you. I don't like when people slam those movies. I think they did a lot right. But anyway. Yeah. So that's another option because we do read Fantastic Four. We, we do. Right. We, we read 50, 52 and, of them. And we covered the most recent film that I really didn't like. So we could at least talk about the ones that I kind of like. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we're the point is we're not nailing it down right now. I don't yeah. think. Just options. So, we just don't know. Stay tuned. Or, <laughs> or, or write in suggestions. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, Sarah, what do you have going on in the world right now? Oh, great question. I think that we're about to collect the PDF of Decoded, which was the 30-story um, anthology that was all queer writers. And which it had you did art for. Which I did <laughs> literally 28 pieces of art for. Um <laughs> That was a lot. And yeah, no, it, it's an incredible collection. Um, I mean, I handpicked the stories along with SE. All, as I say, queer and it's a horror, sci-fi, fantasy, all of the things that we love. Um, and just brilliant stuff, like a lot of very different stuff that, you know, was great to be able to, you know, facilitate into the world. So I'd say maybe pick up Decoded Pride. I think subscriptions are or, well, I mean, now just the PDF is $15. Um, we want to keep doing it. So that's kind of the most important thing. But, of course, always bitches on comics every week. And then, you know, lots for sci-fi fangirls as well. All right. Well, we have another episode out there on the feed. Um, what do you think is out there right now? We did, We just released 120. Oh, gosh. Putting me on the spot. I should know these things. <laughs> I'm always like 10 episodes behind because I like uh, of listening to the podcast. Um, so I never know which one it's going to be. And I'm always like trying to guess while you all are trying to guess. Too. It'll be it'll be 122. Yeah, we just released Weird Flex Foggy. So um, episode 122 has Goliath coming back to the Avengers in the episode that I um, risque titled. I guess size really does matter. 
Okay. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So that is on the feed. Go check that out. And um, yeah, we're on Twitter at Make Ours Marvel, and we don't really have an exit, and I never know how to leave this thing. So um, thanks Until for Until next time. That's thanks it. For, thanks for listening, everyone. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>